Hi, it's Kristen Garth, and I'm here today to talk to you about um, a poem that I wrote, and um, also just kind of a condition of me um, called, I Want the Golden Ticket, Daddy. And it's from my um, new book, Golden Ticket, which is all Charlie and the Chocolate Factory homage sonnets, and um, some of them are very, you know, innocent. A lot of them are. And then they're in the milk chocolate section. And there's a, a dark chocolate section that's kind of social critique and um, a little darker poetry. And then there's something called the hot chocolate section, which has poems with like a sexual edge. And um, it's that section mostly is a story of a love triangle between Charlie and the, uh, Willy Wonka. Sorry, not Charlie. Willy Wonka and... Um, uh, Arthur Slugworth, which is his competitor, and, and there's um, talk in the book about industrial spying, and so in this, the industrial spy is a woman who was a stripper, like I was, and that's why I wrote the poem, I Want the Golden Ticket Daddy, because it's about my own um, stripping in um, schoolgirl skirts and um, everything else, and, and I didn't tell the DJ to say this, but um, one of the, when I first started stripping, one of the DJs that I worked with a lot, whenever I would walk on stage, I guess he thought I like, looked like Veruca Salt. So he would say, I want the golden ticket, Daddy. And I always like laugh because I did like Charlie and the Chocolate Factory, but I was hoping I wasn't a Veruca Salt. But um, anyway, I recorded this poem for... Um, Twitter and for Instagram, you know, to support the book, and a man approached me who's an instrumental musician, and he has a band camp, and his name is Music, um, is a concept of time, and I'm, it's kind of spelled unique, so I'm going to um, put a little link to his band camp, you know, when I put this podcast up, so you guys can check out his music, but he um, invited or asked me if he could use my vocals and do instrumental behind them and produce something and it is so special I I really liked it what he did with it and so I asked him if I could use it for the podcast and it's pretty special because I've never had a guest on my um, podcast yet or anything so this is like my first time having like a collaboration so I um I'm going to play you guys what we did or what, you know, he came up with based on my vocals and his music, and I'm really pleased with it, and um, then I'll talk to you some about um, kind of what it feels like to be in an aging child face <laughs> and um, when you're in your 40s, <laughs> we'll talk about that, because when I was 25 when I stripped, but I'm not that now, and I definitely, you know, have some insecurities and all that, and I'm going to get into it in just a second, but first, we are going to hear this, and it's pretty neat. Exalt your shadows in 
Um, so that was kind of cool. But I, that poem expresses, you know, a lot of um, different things. I mean, even when I did that job at the time, I was one of the older girls that worked at the strip club. I was 25, and a lot of the people that I worked with were just 18. You know, as soon as they could get a job there, they did. And um, they might, but I looked younger than a lot of them. And, um, you know, when you have a young-looking face, I mean, it's not like you can control who likes it, you know, um, or, you know, I was never a person that people would call, um, you know, oh, she's so pretty. Well, you know, like, they would they'd be like, oh, she's so cute. I was always the cute, you know, and, you know, I still am, even, like, in my 40s, but you, like, feel like, you know, that fear, like, anybody has fears of different things, but if your sexuality, if your attractiveness is about being cute and young looking you know that eventually you're not going to be that which I mean you know and it's a discombobulating you know feeling and very um you know scary to me in ways that this is a very (laughs) wonderful podcast actually that I'm you know um (laughs) so I hope thanks for being nice and listening but um, I'm going to read you a poem that I wrote because I've written some things on that kind of fear before, and I'm going to read you one called um, Kitten Smitten. And it's about, you know, looking young and innocent, maybe more so than you are in both ways, and feeling like, because, you know, I have always had that kind of face where living in a small puritanical town, like I dated a guy when I was younger, and, um, who didn't really know anything about me, you know, and he, um, was just, like, betrayed when he found out, like, I had a pat, a, a sexual history and all this kind of complications, and he didn't really care that I was sexually abused, you know, it, it didn't mitigate anything to him about, you know, what my, um, you know, own choices were and maybe why I was, you know, did have a complicated life. He just, thought that you know my face was a lie and that's a very hard thing to feel you know I mean like I I can't control what my face looks like you know I I, you know it's but anyway I'm gonna read you this kitten smitten December starving throat yelled mute big eyes beside his garbage chute he picks you up in just one hand pinstriped bow-tied, a civilized man. His warm fingers cup you scruff and bones. A stunted youth he thinks he owns. A baby beast he takes to train. Emaciated, broken brain. You slink inside his ordered life. Penthouse constrained, feral, child, wife, With claws he files and paints pale pink. Instincts he hopes become extinct. Predation, fornication, chewed through restraints. Ingratitude and nude complaints. Your blink and thighs belie the fangs you hide full grown. He would have let you starve if he had known. (laughs) And, you know, I think a lot of times my rage... At, at some of you know these situations with the um with men that I have um 
I feel, you know, been judged in ways that are not um, fair. You know, it comes out in my poetry a lot. But, um, yeah, so, like, when I chose to work at the strip club, um, you know, which I did so because I was abused at in the home I lived in, and I still lived, you know, lived, and I had to go to um, great lengths to, um, you know, get my own financial freedom because all my life I, my, you know, I, I came from a home where money wasn't an issue, and so, you know, I was just bribed to go along with things, and my college would be paid for if I went to the religious college and did, you know, what I was supposed to go to church and, you know, date a good boy and marry him and be his slave, you know, all those kind of things, um, you know, there were so many conditions to it, and I, and also, though I wasn't still being abused physically, I was being degraded, and I was being, um, leered at all the time, and, you know, I was being abused, you know, just living in a house with my abuser still, but even if I had aged out of, like, my attractiveness to him, and I guess that's kind of what, you know, this, like, fear, and maybe that's, what it comes down to is that, you know, because I was, um, sexually abused as a child, and I, you know, you even realize that you, like, age out of attractiveness to even an abuser who, you know, would cause so much devastation to you, to whatever, that you feel like you're going to age, that they make you feel that your youthfulness, that innocent face or innocent, you know, innocence is your worth and at the same time you don't really have it you know and that's like why this poem I just wrote you know is is like that and that now I feel like as I in my my 40s and and I feel more vulnerable because of age itself that I feel like you know I'm gonna age out of attractiveness to anyone because that's you know what I've been taught is my worth and I and I feel I'm so, you know, right now, like, on the verge of tears, you know, talking about this, and I didn't mean to be so uh, candid, I guess, and emotional, but it's just, you know, I can't help but tell the truth of my fears, and I wrote a poem just last week, kind of very raw, and also, like, you know, how I fear all these same things, and how I feel like sometimes, you know, though I like sit in my house in some princess dress and pigtails and um am I a complete you know do I look like a freak you know do I look like this is so weird and wrong or whatever that I'm like this old lady in a target princess dress and I was thinking of Miss Havisham from Great Expectations because you know I'm in my 40s and I recently found out you know that she was um, not even 40 you know and you always think of that character when you're reading that book as such an old person and yet I'm not even going around in my like a wedding dress in my house but I, I'm wearing like um, my things I get at, at Target that are in the little girl section because I can still fit into them and um, but they're cute because they're just cuter clothes like I that's just my personality I like you know tool dresses with sequins I wore one to read in the Boston Par Poetry Marathon the other um, day and that's just my personality but then I think you know also I'm a recluse so nobody sees me like as much in real life doing those kind of things so but how 
you know, I tried to, like, keep it out of my head a lot of times what other people might think because I feel like I would, would look like, like maybe Miss Havisham to some of these people. But then again, to me, I don't care, really, if I'm Miss Havisham, if I'm happy. And that's kind of the point where I get to in this is that I, I still see myself that way and it shouldn't really matter what how other people see me and that's kind of where I'm getting to in my head you know but I still have that brain of a stunted you know abused child who you know wants that validation from men and from others that you know and really you should get that from yourself and I'm trying to get to that point but I'm going to read you Ms. Havisham in Target Princess Dress a hairless cat retracting claws rips tool same ballerina pink with feline drool where juvenile delusions meet ridicule haunt your own mirrors hide behind the stare your ankles tickled by the splitting of your hair wait until the dark to traverse pink buttercup paths overgrown above hysteric aftermaths a voice rehearsed before your fingers grip a telephone current conditions of a thing must not be known forget yourself sometimes when alone seduced into a confidence forgot when all you see is girl not the grotesque miss havisham and target princess dress and um you know like i said i'm i'm working on it and actually a couple years ago i i was really down i kind of went through a big depression about aging and then i kind of same thing you know you if you're like me, you know, you have these epiphanies and it works for a while and then, you know, life happens or, you know, you have uh, some experience that hits your self-confidence hard and it's e me, I'm easily discouraged person. So like, it's, you know, it doesn't take a lot, like even somebody's intentions might not have been that, but, you know, like I'm easy, I have an easy heart to break. And so, um, you know, I definitely at times have to remind myself, you know, and get back on track, but one of, um, a couple of years ago, I was going through that, and it was my birthday, and I was just feeling down about, like, I was at Disney World, actually, which is my favorite place, and I try to go on my birthdays, I doubt, you know, I'll be going, um, uh, no, I won't be going this year, but, um, like, you know, the whole world is so changed with the pandemic, but I, um, love to go there, and, and the one of the things I love about it is it's a place where I do feel comfortable. Like, I'll wear my hair in braids every day. People call you princess everywhere you go. And I always end up getting hit on by Disney characters. And, um, you know, I just feel like they, it's a place where they understand forever children, you know. And, um, like, they will treat you as you present yourself, you know. And so, and I enjoy that, you know. And so... Anyway, I wrote this poem about my sexuality and not aging out of, you know, that woman childishness that I still, you know, is a part of my personality, and it's called Nymphette. The truth is, pictures on the internet, 
draconian digits I should forget. A fuzzy innocence, apricot wet. Decade by face, erased with loss, regret. A smeared rainbow party, tenacity. What shame heart shades should hide, you see. In glossy, cinnamon, veracity. A teeny heart inside, flesh, post, thirty. The proof is petulance, a pout, teenage. A triple X teaser on and off stage. A feral frolic, lollipop, uncaged. A bubblegum ebullience, doesn't age. Can't stretch the math to make me a nymphette. Atop a lap, everyone forgets. <laughs> and I wrote that because, you know, I do have a kink of, like, age play, which I've gone over in my book, The Meadow. And if, you know, you want to read about that, you can always go to kristengarth.com slash books. And you can, um, The Meadow and also my book, um, Dewey Decimals, both deal with that. And Good Girl Games has those themes. But um, age play is, you know, where kind of like how I call myself woman childish, but where you, your sexuality, you know, and your identity, you are an adult, but you have a like teenage kind of, or f that's the age play that I call middles. You know, you hear about littles, which is like people who identify as like little children. I don't identify like that, but I definitely feel like, a, you know, if I say my middle age on a lot of days, I would say about 16, you know, and, um, that's kind of how I feel in, you know, and I, um, an age play is where, you know, a person, you know, will play the daddy kind of figure and you play like, you know, or really isn't play feeling to me. It's very organic, natural to me to just be my personality, but that reads about 16, you know, and so it's not, um, you know, it's all consensual adult you know, kink, you know, kind of thing, but, um, <laughs> now I feel embarrassed, but, um, so, I, you know, anyway, <laughs> I'm gonna end on this, but just say that, um, you know, I, I'm, I'm still, you know, myself, and I, I have this struggle, but, you know, thank you guys all for, um, making, you know, making me feel safe to talk about things like this, and, um, you know, my past has not ever felt safe, but I feel safe in this community, and I feel like myself, and I, it's nice to be able to show yourself. So, anyway, I'm going to see you guys next time on Kristen Whisper Sonnets, but for right now, snuggle up, have a good sleep with your teddy bear, or a pillow, or I'm going to have my unicorn, and I will see you next week. Kristen whispers sonnet.